Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, the Dirtle Magus, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Hey, Zach, how you doing? I'm doing good. A uh, little bit of news for everybody listening. We're now on iTunes, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, make it a lot easier for me to listen. Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, um, we, we also uh, got onto the Stitcher community too, so that's a podcast community that we, uh, we've we uh, gotten onto as well. And uh, we'll be dropping a Patreon in the next couple of weeks, which is uh, it's pretty big news for us, so we'll be able to try and fund this thing a little bit further. Yeah, we really uh, hope you guys have uh, enjoyed the first 10 now on to 11 episodes, and uh, we're looking forward to producing more for you yeah. going forward. All right, so I guess well, we should talk about uh, the the um, no changes to the band list uh, this this time around. Yeah, I was a little surprised that nothing happened, but like, yeah. on the other hand, I guess I shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 certainly glad that um, miracles didn't get like destroyed from this. Uh, but I I just you know how many, how much longer can that be the deck to play uh, before? They just decide to change something in in the legacy meta. Yeah, I mean it's worth noting that uh, the next ban restricted list update will not be till after the next legacy Grand Prix in the U.S. Yeah, uh, I know there's Grand Prix Chiba is coming up. I don't know exactly when it is, and the Eternal Weekend and all that. So uh, there will be a bunch of tournaments, but nothing with uh, you know like a bomb dropped on it. Yeah, um... so we'll have a lot of. I'm surprised, really. Uh, you know, I, I really thought that, like, you know, maybe top or counterbalance was going to was going to get uh, the axe, um, but it still gives me a little bit of time to brew some some other random stuff, uh, which is nice. I, I was the other cards. I guess I could see them messing with. Uh, you know, what what do you think? Like, you know, the Eldrazi deck is fine. It's not that big of a deal, so I don't see them trying to get rid of it, anything from that. The only card in that that really irritates me is Reality Smasher, and I'm well alone in that. Yeah. In that feeling, so, I actually uh, played against an Eldrazi deck tonight with a with a total jank deck and two owed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't necessarily thinking anything else for Legacy outside of Counterbalance. I don't think there's any anything else that's even close to as oppressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some there were some ideas for Modern. There were some ideas in Vintage that could have happened, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are really looking to push uh, Gush out of the Vintage meta. Uh, folks aren't happy about that card. And I'm really surprised that Become Immense, uh, a card that's a staple in both the uh, Death uh, Death Shadow Zoo and uh, Infect decks, didn't see the axe uh, because they had been so adamant about uh, dealing with fast mana in, in Modern. Uh, and I'm just surprised we haven't seen that, car, that card get uh, the axe there either. I, I what I sort of anticipate is that um, I mean it makes sense that they didn't want to drop a bomb on the eternal formats so close to the eternal championships. I think we got like two, uh, two or three weeks until then, right? Yeah. So maybe we should have thought we should have taken that into account in our analysis. Um, but uh, I, I could see. I think January they've they've done stuff in January the last two or three Januarys at least in modern. So yep. Uh, I mean it's it, it stands to reason that something might go there i think one of the things we should do uh with the patrons uh when we start doing patreon is um every time there's a band list we should kind of give everybody uh, a guess and then we'll give out a prize to whoever comes the closest yeah that's a good idea uh i mean uh be interesting to see what the biases of the community are too yeah. what people what people lean towards um 
I don't know. Yeah. I've lost to enough Reality Smashers off the top. I can, uh, I could do, I could, that card did not need to be printed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a blatantly fair magic card, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, Lava X for three yep. every turn. Um, yeah, so uh, this week we kind of decided to put aside the uh, the Tier 1 decks, and we both decided to go and play a Brew. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go first with mine, because I don't have much to report. Okay. I decided to play White Aluren, and the idea of that was that you take the standard Aluren deck that had been playing Imperial Recruiter, and play the new White Recruiter instead. And I basically just did a one-to-one swap of everything relevant. Uh, I made a couple slight changes. Like, I didn't play the full four each of Shardless Agent and Baleful Strix. Okay. I, just, I decided to play... Uh, I also didn't play four Deathrite Shaman. I played uh, three Deathrites, two, real, uh, two uh, Reality Smashers, <laughs> uh, two Noble Hierarchs. Um, so I had five Mana Dorks instead of four. Okay. And then with the other extra slot... Uh, from not running the full Shardless Strix package, I played a single Enlightened Tutor. Um, my, my figure that I would have five mana creatures and then five ways to find a Lurin so that you're not just sort of dirtling around, and that like might be the thing that White adds. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, <laughs> I also uh, cut my finger that morning, the morning of the oh, tournament. Yeah. So I cut like a quarter-inch square right off my thumb, cutting a tomato. So it was a really uncomfortable tournament. I should have changed decks. It didn't require, it didn't require as much shuffling. <laughs> so I got this like huge terrible. bandage on my thumb. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and uh, so I was pretty miserable just from like you know having this huge thing on my finger and being in pain. And then of course the first matchup was elves, and I actually do not think that is a winnable matchup. I think it's like as close to zero to a hundred. <laughs> as you can get like uh you're basically playing a mid-range deck but with like all these dirty combo cards in it that suck you know like you face it you're facing down elves and you like cascade into a cavern harpy just feels terrible oh god so that 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 was that was over fast um then uh in round two i played against oops all spells and i mean i won but uh you know, it's not like there's a ton to do there. Basically, in game one, I thought seized his laboratory maniac, then ate it with a death right shaman, and he had no way to win. There you go. <laughs> he yeah, caught, that'll do he it. Cast a, uh, yeah, he cast a uh, Undercity Informer. I was like, and I'm like, I have a Baleful Strix. He's like, yeah. All right, let's go to game two. <laughs> and then my game two opening hand had Surgical Extraction in it. So, I mean, that was basically the end of the game. Um, and then in round three, I played against Food Chain which was interesting because that's like, you know, a kindred spirit to this Lurin deck and that they're both, you know, these wonky green enchantments that will never, ever be printed again. Yeah. Um, a because it's on the reserved list and food chain because they're just never going to do that again. Um, anything like that. And the backup plan that they have is just so is just way stronger. Like, yeah, they can actually you know, attack with just, three, three flyers. They, yeah. They attack with three, three flyers. I have like a two, two flyer, you know, so yeah, like so how, many, pretty... how many three three flyers until they you know they start you start blocking with baleful Strix and they're just like oh, I'll just remove it from the game, you know, yeah. and put another one out. He also like 
he also had like his one of misdirection for my abrupt decay on his food chain. Uh. So, which he just turned right back around on something of mine. I don't remember. It was by then I was uh, just ready to go home. So, yeah, uh, I, I might play it again. I might not. It was pretty demoralizing. I just didn't really have a good time. But I'm trying to just chalk that up to uh, my minor injury. And uh, maybe I'll give another shot for all the people who are excited to play the deck, which is super fun, like, when you're actually in the midst of going off. And I did that, like, gold fishing. I was like, this is so sweet. But it uh, did, did not work out, really. I boarded out, I think I boarded out my Lurens oh, man. more times than I actually had them in the deck. Like, you know, I boarded them out against elves, I boarded them out against all spells, and I left them in against Food Chain. But yeah, <laughs> I played six games and I played three games with the Lurin in my deck. So damn. So, but uh, let's talk about your deck because uh, it's a cool it's a cool deck that has been sort of on the periphery for a while. Yeah. So I mean, I've been wanting to ever since uh, EMA came out. I you know I wanted to get my Bloodbraid Elves and Charles Agents together in a deck um, since I already had the Ruglands that I wanted to play, and I kind of wanted to make this like shardless punishing rug deck um Mm -hmm. and uh so i started out making the deck you know very much like uh you know shardless bug but with 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 red spells uh mostly the red spells being gamble and punishing fire and i Mm -hmm. figured if i'm gonna play gamble and i'm gonna play punishing fire maybe i ought to also play life from the loam and if i'm gonna play life from the loam then i should definitely play uh a lands package. So I played two uh, wastelands. I played uh, dark depths and uh, what's it called? That's uh, being stage. That's being stage. And I and I threw in a one of uh, a miser's one of uh, Mazevith. And the deck didn't mm-hmm. do too badly tonight. Actually, I, if I were to play it again, I'd make a couple changes. But um, so round one, I played this like really weird artifact, oops all spells kind of deck. Where the guy had all these like things that make his artifacts cost one less, and then he just played all these like cantrip artifact artifacts and cast I forget the name of the card, but it's a six four that you can instead of playing it from your hand by its like cost is Salvage a, Titan. Yeah, he played Salvage he, Titan. Ooh, let's play guest the deck. Did he how did he win? Did he have brain freeze or did he have like Alter of the Brood? No, no, I mean he just attacked me with Salvage Titans. And and oh. <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called a uh, uh, batter skulls too. Um, oh my God, fact, I have no idea what's going. On. Yeah, it was insane. So in fact, uh, so game game one he got me because I was just like, well, I didn't have a very interactive hand. Oh well. Game two, I got him uh, with a well timed force of will and just value after value creature. Like I was able to blood braid elf into a goif and then I I charlotte's agent into a baleful strix. And I just, you know, kept kept piling on uh, pressure and got him. Um, then in the third game, he uh, he was able to make it so that he had five... He had five things and it made all of his stuff cast one less. Uh-huh. And he was able to just throw four batter skulls down the board against me. And even a twenty twenty against four batter skulls just doesn't do it when you have merit Lage on the board. Doesn't win the race. No, I am so conv- I can't even imagine what that was in this deck. Sabo's um, web, like you know, every two mana cost like draw a card. Uh, you know, cantrip uh, 
what's it called? Uh, artifact. I'm trying to look him up. So Ethereum Sculptor is that one? The Ethereum Sculptor. Yep. Uh, he used Ethereum Sculptor, Cloud Key, uh, Helm of Cloud Awakening. Key. Helm of Awakening. That's yeah. what I was thinking. He I was got typing in smashed by uh, by Helm of Awakening in the second game because I was able to play a two mana Bloodbraid Elf. Uh, and that, <laughs> that went into a Life from the Loam, and then I was able to just get Dark Depths out pretty quickly after that. Um, yeah, that is a symmetric effect. So that was that was fun, um, <laughs> but, you know, I lost in, in the second game, which was like, whatever. I was like, this is a brew. Like, you know, let's keep playing. So in the second yeah. round, I get to play against uh, uh, Deathblade. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, good. This is like the kind of kind of deck I want to play against. I want to play against a deck that's like not unfair, that I can grind value out against, and they can grind value out against me, and we'll see what happens. So in the first game, he got me with True Name Nemesis a little before I could really get my thing happening. In the second game, yeah, I just made a twenty twenty and killed him. That was fine. In the third game, we almost we actually went to time, but uh, eventually he had. Uh, Two sorts of plowshares for two different uh, merit lages because I kept getting them back, and then ended up equipping a true name with all the equipment, you know, the sword, <laughs> fire and ice, uh, batter skull, and uh, jite, and he had uh, divert, and he was able to divert stuff that happened off of my uh, my cascaded. I cascaded two abrupt decays, and he got both of them to hit something that wasn't, Jeez. you know. So that was fun uh, there because we were just able to, like, play a really long game of Magic, and I was able to keep him off of uh, hurting me initially with uh, Mazabeth until he got his uh, true names out. Uh, the third game was against Eldrazi. Or third match, I should say, was against Eldrazi. And the deck actually performed way better than I thought it would against Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. Um I was able to uh, counter his fast mana in the form of uh, Mox Diamonds, the guy was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, he was able to put a Chalice against me, but Chalice doesn't do that much. Um, so I was just able to cast three and four mana spells and two mana spells just fine. Um, yeah. And I got out Merit Lage against him both games. So I, I really, it was funny because I just made that as like a secondary part of the deck, but it really became the primary part of the deck is just to like use Gamble to finish my combo and, and win that way. Yeah, we, you can read your list if you want for the listeners, but I think you totally put in the show notes, like this deck has a lot of stuff in it and I didn't even see the Gambles at first until maybe the second or third time we were talking about the deck. Yeah, and I was like, I, oh, you've got Gamble in here too as like a tutor. Yeah, I can read the deck deck lists off real fast. It's pretty it's pretty short actually. Yeah, sure. It's uh four Shadows Agents, four uh Deathrite Shamans, four Tarmogoyce, four Force of Will, four Brainstorm. Then we have three Abrupt Decay, three Bloodbraid Elf, two Guided Passage. I'm gonna take those out. Those were terrible. Um two Gamble, yeah. uh two Punishing Fires, two uh Ancestral Visions. We've got um, Life from the Loam, True Name Nemesis, uh, Sullivan Library, uh, Umazawa's Jite, and one Baleful Strix. So I think what I would do is I would take out 
the uh, Guild of Passage for two more Baleful Strix, or maybe for deck. Uh-huh. Put two deck. Deck Faden, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, for, so I was playing, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I was playing 22 land. Two of those lands don't tap for mana uh, in the, uh, Maze of Ith and Dark Depths. So really, I was playing yeah. 20 land with two spell lands. Um, and the deck, the deck worked really well. It was a lot of fun to play. Um, it just, uh, you know, it, it, it's a grind deck. You can't play this in, a, in an unfair meta, for sure. Like, uh, I wouldn't yeah. play this against Reanimator. My board wasn't wasn't exactly well prepared either. Um, but one of the cards that was pretty cool to have in my board was um, Arcane Lab. So I was able to pretty much stop, uh, like, a combo deck from, like, doing its thing as long as I could get Arcane Lab onto the board. Yeah, you can cascade into it. So. Yeah, I can cascade it into helps. it. Of course, um, if you're... Casting a Bloodbraid Elf. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Is like The deck's not very disruptive. It only has the Force of Wills for disruption. Um, I mean, it's got we've got, you know, the uh, Abrupt Decays and stuff, but that's not going to stop a Storm deck. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the most action Gilded Passage got tonight was I pitched one for a Force of Will. So that wasn't that cool. Um, Sylvan Library was pretty awesome. Um, I just drew extra cards with it. Literally, it was like I'll just take the damage and like get more cards into my hand. Um, the deck, yeah, the deck was super fun uh, and it's super fair. Um, it was it was uh, interesting to play a deck that didn't you know rely on like reacting to whatever my opponent was doing um, or like just combos them out immediately. You know, there was a lot of play to the deck, um, mm-hmm. a lot of decisions to make. So yeah, it was a super fun deck. I would definitely play it again. I'm not going to play it again next week though. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's funny because I actually, uh, you know, I was looking at the learn deck and I was just like, I kind of want to play Zach's deck, <laughs> but then I hurt my hurt my finger. Didn't want to go through my cards to build a version of it. Yeah. Um. I, I uh, so you said you were taking the guided passages. The one card I thought that would be interesting to have in your deck, just because of all the little packages, mm-hmm. would have been like intuition. Yeah, you know, Tony Tony Loman was telling me to put intuition in there. I don't own one. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't looking to play it uh, yeah just because of that yeah it's always a card that I try and build like little fair packages with um, and you know sort of realize that you really shouldn't be trying to do anything fair with it <laughs> no that card uh, that card's not a fair fair card you want you want to just like you know it's like gifts ungiven you you can value a gifts ungiven but yeah chances are your best bet is to just do stupid stupid stuff with it. But you don't think you're going to try this deck again soon, or not? Not next week, uh, for sure. I, I want to try out. Uh, I want to, you know, I, I bought stuff with my credit, so I'm out of credit. So I need to like grind up my credit again. Yeah. And uh, and once I do that, then I'll then I'll be willing to uh, try another brew again. But this was this was a lot of fun. Um, it just uh, it doesn't hit. It doesn't make me feel safe. Let me put it that way. You know, like. I can play Reanimator, and I feel like I'm definitely going to win. Uh, you know, at least at, you know, at least I feel like I'm you know I'm favored against anybody just by being like, well, I could win you know kind of on a turn one if I needed to. Um, and the deck has like a toolbox, you know, to it that like feels like uh, it solves a lot of problems. Whereas this yeah. deck just you know it just puts out like dudes and and hopes your opponent doesn't have like a moat. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
And you can get around Moat with Merit Lage for sure. I mean, it's funny. I didn't expect the deck to become a uh, a Merit Lage like land style deck, and it was one hundred percent. That's what. I, that's almost what I won with every time. The last time I brewed up a deck that had like, I'll just put the Dark Depths package in here and see what happens. I thought it was going to do. I, I went for it all the time and kept getting blown out in different ways. Yeah, I mean, so. it's hard to Swords to Plowshare a twenty twenty like. Can you win from there? Sometimes. My opponent did once. Um, it happened, like, I gained 40 life that game, but he just had a massive amount of uh, advantage at that point. Had Batterskull not been on the board for a couple of turns, I could have t- turned around and just smacked him again because I was able to, yeah. you know, we were basically racing at the end, and he, he's a turn faster than me on Was on the race. punishing... Punishing fire relevant at all with the? It was you fine. Against Deathblade. Yeah, it was fine. It didn't really do anything uh, because I only have two in the deck. It's not mm-hmm. like you know I always have it and I'm always ready to blast it off against a, a uh, you know a, a one two, in in you know whatever color it is the uh, depending on whether or not Stoneforge Mystic or Deathrite Shaman like it didn't make that much of a big deal. I, I just find the the punishing fire idea to be a little bit cute right now, yeah. and that's and I say that in being like I kind of want to play it because it's like a, it's like a neat engine. But um, you know, when I was playing John, I don't you know I don't have groves, so I just put in more bolts, and like it was really relevant to just like pass with bolts up a couple times if I knew that my opponent was playing was gonna was likely to play like a mother of runes yeah or eldrazi mimic on their turn one so i could just like nuke it on their turn and then untap and do something for two uh as opposed to like you know not having a one drop or you know or and then having to spend that turn two, you know killing their thing before it gets out of control yeah um so i would have i was like i'll build zach's like i'll just play bolts and see what happens but uh (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I just feel like the Eldrazi are so big right now. I mean, that's the problem that Rug as a mid-range deck has, right? Yeah. Like, not having big removal. I, you know, I'm really surprised that um, Shardless Bug doesn't just play that package. Uh, not, not the, the Punishing Fire package, the, the Lance package in the deck. Like, it seems like such an amazingly simple win condition. Um... I just don't know what else the deck plays. The Shardless deck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess where they have that, they have like they actually have basic lands, and then they probably just play their planeswalkers. For sure, yeah. I guess I guess having a Jace in play is, is just as good as having a Merit Lage in play, if not better, because Jace uh, doesn't get beat by Jace. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, there's those little marginal decisions are the kinds of things that. Uh, you know, can take decks in certain directions. I think we were talking about uh, uh, Tireless Tracker a little bit last week. And just, like, sometimes you see a card, like, you, you see a card, and you're like, oh, that's not really, like, a legacy card. And then all of a sudden it does something, yeah, right? Card, card's really good for, for the lands decks. In fact, what's funny, we were talking about Leovold a few weeks ago, and I was like, lands doesn't really draw cards, so who cares? Um, yeah. Leovold's super relevant against lands for that reason, Uh because they can't draw the extra cards and, uh, you know, the targeting of all your stuff. Yeah. Um, Tony was playing, uh, what's that, Centaur Vinecrasher? You haven't yeah. seen him play that tonight? No, I didn't see it. Uh, he, he I, I mean, I my games went long every time. Yeah. 
But Tony 3-0'd tonight, so, you know, he played Lands and, and just crushed with it. Um, but Jukabog helped a, him. <laughs> yeah, Lands is a punishing fire deck, so... I mean, like, when I think about... I see I see it around a lot. Like, actually, I was we were, I watched an extremely grindy match the other day that was... Uh, um, Show and Tell versus Aggro Loam. And they played... Like this interminable match like they were like five minutes over on time but it was so it was so interesting like the it was game game two or three and the aggro loan player got out of mox diamond and then like the show and tell player played a blood moon so but like he had no blue mana <laughs> the lands player like um just drew or i'm sorry the uh, aggro loan player just naturally drew into slaughter games <laughs> And was able to cast it off his Mox Diamond and all of his mountains. Jesus. And then his second slaughter game, so he got show and tell and sneak attack out um, of the deck. And the guy was, yeah, the other guy was just like, try, was just trying to like draw enough cards to, I want to say he wanted to hard cast Emrakul with, with all of his Lotus Petals and stuff. I think that was his plan. No. Oh. But it was game two and he was up by a game. So he had, you know, he's not going to scoop. Yeah, yeah of <laughs> course. Know? So I was watching this aggro loan player cycle. He kept with his one Mox Diamond would like cycle a Tranquil Thicket to draw another card, just trying to draw anything relevant. But he can't, you know, he couldn't cast anything. Um. Anyway, sorry, there was a bit of an yeah. aside. It was just, like an interesting game, but I'll just talk about like you see punishing fire decks out there in the wild, and I don't know, man. I just uh, I can't. I don't see how you get the value when the, when things like Stoneforge and Delver decks are at such like a low right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, so right now, like, that's not a card you're allowed to play in late in Modern, and I don't think that it would matter that much if they unbanned Punishing Fire in Modern. No, I think, like, well, the card I want to talk about with your deck, and just this in general, is Roast. So, yeah, roast, you know, Roast our, is a card, for sure. Yeah, so, like, um, you know, our friend Lee plays Rug. Well, exclusively Delver, right? Yep. And he's got two dismembers in his deck. And I have been wondering about like why don't we, why not just play Roast? You don't you don't have that horrible feeling of like having to pay for life to dismember. Yeah, and and, and what's going to kill ton of like flyers? Yeah, Tomb Stalker. You know that's that's it kills Tomb Stalker. <laughs> dismember doesn't Roast doesn't because Roast would hit exactly. flyers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's but it does hit Gurmag Angler. Yeah, <laughs> which does, you see way more. Yeah, it, it's, there are a lot more Gurmag anglers out there for sure. Um, I mean, it's not yeah. a, it's not a it's not a card that you're super stoked to have in your legacy deck. But if you want to play like Rug mid range, I think that might be what you want to do. Yeah, I don't that, know. that might be a possibility. I mean, I'm trying to think of times tonight when when I I just didn't feel like it ever mattered if I had a punishing fire in my hand, and it wouldn't have mattered at all for a roast either. Like. True name nemesis is what killed me tonight most of the time. Um, right, and or, uh, you have to kill that on the stack. <laughs> yeah, and Batter um, Skull he could have just bounced back and cast for free. So yeah, <laughs> I mean I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is just to to talk about like you know the, this idea of like removal suites and yeah. you know trying to figure out like like rug outside of. Delver decks just is not a color combination that really gets played. Yeah, it's that's too bad. It's and got... that's the bummer is I really want to try something to like make make a deck that has those colors so that there's more than just like oh I'll just stifle wasteland you, you know, 
uh, I want to get some value out of my out of my tropical islands and volcanic islands that isn't just like toss a delver down on turn one and ride it home to victory. Right, exactly. And I, um, you know, I I had thought uh, when I was playing food chain about putting bloodbird elf in it, tried cascade into my food chain, and but I was like, it was just so important like to have baleful strix and a up decay and. You probably win with the black off that threat shaman more often. So yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, and the, the removal is just so important with the Eldrazi deck, just being able to roast their stuff or dismember their stuff. The number being an instant means I guess you can kill a uh, thought not seer with yeah, their thing on the stack. But it's not, it just that's feels not so bad for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, well, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Do we have anything else to really go over? this week it's been pretty slow like i really haven't seen anybody brewing anything with kaladash just yet um um let's see we get a uh star city this weekend maybe we'll see some stuff yeah um i i'd be interested to see if uh smuggler's copter makes it into legacy somehow yeah the looter scooter yeah the the looter scooter (laughs) that's amazing yeah someone someone thought i I didn't think of that obviously because that was too clever Yeah, um, I, I, I've been thinking more about vehicles and thinking that they might be a little underappreciated. Yeah, I mean, like, think um, about, like, uh, you know, Looter Scooter plus Deathrite Shaman. Like, you can just smash in for three instead of hitting for two occasionally and, like, draw and discard a card. Maybe you put something in your graveyard mm-hmm. that's relevant, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I think, I mean, yeah, hopefully we'll see some stuff this weekend. Um I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I'm going to get to play on Tuesday and I'll pick a deck that I enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, we'll, we'll catch up next week then. Yep. Thanks, Zach. Have a good day. Have a good one, man. Night. Yeah, bye. Yeah.